rest of the mob may appear at any point. That's fine. Deal with that when it happens. Yeah, no problem. They can uh, be part of it or we can finish up depending on how much we cover. bananas ready to roll yep this is the andrew lake podcast and i am in the ambience of the bird den what do you call a collective bird sanctuary an arbitrarium it's got a ring to it arbitrarium well that's like the plant thing out on Arboretum. Oh, the arboretum, thing. yeah. I thought you were taking arbitrary and... Telling s- you that it's expanding it. arbitrary? <laughs> it's not <laughs> arbitrary. This is yeah. great. I like this place. Just before we went on air, you were saying that you like listening to ambient sound better than podcasts. I like to listen to the place I'm in. I like to kind of... It's about being present, you know? Should we say hello to the kids and mum? Team. <laughs> I, I didn't say there was smoke being blown. <laughs> Hoon. Hoon. Your girlfriend? Blower of smoke. Blower of smoke. Is she your girlfriend? Yeah. Or your wife? I don't know. How long do you have to be a girlfriend to become a wife? That's for lawyers to decide. Oh, okay. It's, you don't get bogged down in that, do you? No. So your name is Bird. Yeah. Is that the name you were born with? No, no. How did you get the name Bird? I chose the name Bird. And how do you spell it? B. It's B-Y-R-D, right? Yeah, yeah. I've seen it spelled B-E-R-D before. Yeah, because I get sick of writing Y sometimes. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's only four letters and you're doing it over and over and over again. Yeah. Sometimes you get sick of that shape or... Just the flow of it. Yeah. yeah and your yeah. last name's Meltdown. Yeah. Or is yeah. that like the crew name? That's a crew name. Yeah, yeah. And why why the name Meltdown? It sounds like you're having a nervous breakdown. Yeah, I don't know. That was the crew name that I drifted into, so I didn't get so, it. So it was a crew before you joined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the invite. The invite. Who gave you the invite? Uh Tune, probably. A tune? Yeah. That's his name? Yeah. Was he born with that name? No, I think he's drifted into that name drifted too. Drifted into that name. Yeah, I'm quite used to people having multiple names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, even in the family, we have different names amongst ourselves. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's pretty not, cool. So, What is a name anyway? That's a philosophical question. Whoa. What does How a name imply? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you can answer it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've just been up north um, on a community up there and... Yeah, there's a lot of name stuff up there too, you know, different um, patterns and pathways to it. So, yeah, that's a big topic. Yeah. So, you are an artist? Yeah. Is that what you say you are? Or what are you? That's that's what I am, sure. Occupation-wise, among other many things. Yeah. Of course, you are many things. (laughs) It depends who you're standing in front of and what you're trying to get out of them. What you right, call that's true. That is so, true. You know, it's like the names it changes, different different roles in different spaces. Um, yes, so many different roles, so many different spaces. So I exist as an artist, which means then that I exist um, in multiple kind of 
or say roles again for want of a new word at this point um, you do a hundred things to cover your bases you know to get your rent paid you teach a bit um, run just before workshops. I turned up you were running a workshop yep yeah yep that's right is that a regular um, gig or uh, that's the it comes first around. version that I've done in that style. But yeah, they pop up. So again, for different organisations, you do different things. So in the Territory, um, that was actually an artist in schools residency run through the Northern Territory Department of something, probably education. Um, so they were paying for me to go to that community school and work with the kids there. Um, show them how to use a can. A spray can? Yeah. yeah is yeah. that one of your main mediums, would you say? Or tools? Like what, how would you, well, probably if we should back up a bit and say, yeah. how would you describe your art to someone who's never seen it before? They want to get a picture in their head of the sort of things like, yeah. is it portraiture with oils? Uh, no, I don't, I deliberately don't do portraiture because that involves hanging out with someone and having to talk to them. <laughs> Yeah, I don't go to the hairdresser. You're putting me on the spot now. You <laughs> yeah. realise what you're doing, yeah, yeah, <laughs> hanging yeah. out with someone and talking yeah. to them. Yeah. So you can't get off this question. Imagine how would my you, horror. How would you ex- describe your art to someone? Like okay. what medium, what so there's two, subject two material? Primary, there's two primary modes. Um, I build things and I paint things. And sometimes I build things and paint them. Um, basically, that's, you know, bit flat a bit of lumpy and so sculptor sculptor painter you I sculpt work, them out of clay no I build I build things so I tend to work with uh, I choose to work with reclaimed materials so I'd rather not um, buy something new and build something out of it when there's lots of stuff lying around not being used just deteriorating or you know and that's sort of where you know the sport of graffiti and all that stuff comes into it's making use of spaces like I'm, I'm interested in the reuse or the repurposing of stuff and so that's one of the fun things that graffiti guys do is to move through a place and say oh that bit of place there could be used differently could have my name on it <laughs> yeah um, so are you a graffiti artist or is that a just an element of what you do yeah it's an element it's not a yeah I'm isn't not, graffiti illegal uh, that's like names there's a great big ball of string there that wants untying like that's a big big knotty it's uh, a ball of contradictions yeah 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 Depending on who you're standing in front of. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. The magistrate or somebody <laughs> in a pub. Have you um, ever been standing in front of the magistrate? So far, no. No? No. Only there, you know, the guys in blue. And mostly I've talked to out of those. Um, yeah. There's... I don't know. Yeah. It's a funny thing. It's an, ex- it's an interesting thing because it's so knotty um, it's a it's a way of doing things it's a way of like I say it's a way of reading the city and making the city reclaiming it um, typically it's a city thing 
um, because of the infrastructure required, um, especially if you're going to be a classic, proper graffiti writer. You need trains, which means you need railway lines, which means you need enough people in a big enough place that there are trains and railway lines. Yeah, that's why there's no writers in Canberra. Yeah. Okay. So a graffiti writer, by this working definition, is someone who paints trains and paints a name. Yeah. And you'd say that that's only a small portion of, or elements of that world, or that subculture, are only a small part of your overall artistic approach. Yeah. Is that a fair... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not... Summarisation? Um... There's not enough there to hold my attention, probably. Yeah. So I need other things In to do. In terms of content and... Yeah, and action. Like, you could put you could put a lot of yourself into that and just do that. But And I, and I kind of... I don't know if admire is the right word, but I do appreciate people who can do that. I, I appreciate... Um, well, let's say admire and respect those those crew that... Um, do the same letters in the same style in different colours sometimes every other week for 20 years um, this, uh, how do they do that? you know there's, 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 they're achieving something um, I don't know what it is and I don't know how but it's an achievement um, and I just don't it doesn't satisfy me um, that it's a different way of doing it so it's kind of like um, I don't know um, a pencil's a pencil we can all agree a pencil what a pencil is but what each of us does with a pencil is infinitely variable and graffiti's the same it's just a thing um, but I'd, I'd say graffiti essentially is letters that's it just doing letters whether you're taking the space you're doing the letters on and taking the materials you're doing the letters with whether the letters are on a mobile ground uh, or a permissioned ground doesn't matter if you're doing letters you're doing graffiti so as we're sitting here talking in this lovely ambience you're working on something does that involve letters so you've got some paper there not a Stanley one. knife. Yep. So it, what well, I can't really see from here, but is it is it letters? <laughs> no, no, no letters here. This is just a stencil. This is a figure. So it's a figure. So yeah. your content or your subject material is not always letters. No. Even when you're not doing your sculptor side, you're also yeah. using. Uh, I think I've seen like actual birds come up quite yeah. a lot. So your theme is the bird. Well, birds are nice to do nice in profile they're not very pretty when they're looking straight at you um, <laughs> my subject matter ranges widely and again that's kind of a bit of a hunger thing and a bit of a um, something else slightly more derogatory than hunger um, it's not a lack of focus but it's a it's a kind of um, stuff's always coming in and so um, you can't block it out. There's always stuff coming in. And then sometimes it comes back out as other things. Um, 
so you're always I'm always making pictures and whether the pictures are word pictures or picture pictures you know and it's just a case of trying to land them in the most useful way mm. yeah what useful is is another great big knot but <laughs> <laughs> yeah I like I like um, like if you can imagine you've got chooks and they lay lots of eggs and you can't eat all the eggs so you sell some of the eggs to your neighbours which means you can buy chook food to feed the chooks, to keep the chooks. So they're basically, it's kind of like a loop feeding itself. And so, and that's how your economics works for your art? Yeah, so if I can, if I can move units, that means it's covering itself. So if I'm doing things, so, so in that way, um, your classic graffiti stuff isn't self-sustaining. It's, it's all outgoing, it's all gifts, it's all cultural gifts to the broader public. Um, there's no return on that. So you, if you're going to do that, you need to have other ways of covering your rent and food stuffs and you know it sounds like though when you say that that for your economics you would make the art even if you couldn't make money from it like you've got a creative need to express something yeah 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 so I'm incessantly something's happening so you've always got this flow of creativity yeah I carry a sketchbook around with me all the time and have you ever had writer's block or creative block where you felt like you needed something to come out or you've had a project or a commission where you've been needed to create something, come up with something with a deadline and it's been a bit of a stress to get it done under those pressures. Totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where I, like there was one point um, where um, I was painting a lot and working through my backlog of notebooks because your notebook, it might be an idea you put down to come back to. It might be uh, an incidental thing. It might be a thinking. So you, you might be practicing something. You might be testing something. You might be recording something. Um, you might put something in there and never come back to it. Or it might be something you reference again and again. You never know. Um, and there was a point where I'd kind of burnt through what I thought was all the viable. I was painting so much. Um, that I'd burnt through my backlog of notebooks and things that I thought were worth trying to do. Um, and yeah, it was, that, it was like, oh, shit. <laughs> kind of, you know, I'm too busy painting from them to put things in them to cook up the next thing. And I should have, what should have happened in saying this is that I should have been looking at what I was painting and stepping on that and painting the next thing instead of just doing this loop, this small loop. So it's a, yeah, it's a block, not block. So your creative process is separating ideas and what you put into existence. So your notebook is a structure or an idea that you would spring off and then you would actualize it in a bigger space with more colors, more medium, more whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And that process would be going back and forth between the two. Yeah, and ideally. that loop would be what you're talking about, that loop of going in and out of those two extremes. Yeah, and it kind of grows itself. Like you're kind of um, doing more and reflecting and getting more from what you're reflecting, um, ideally. Like I think that's one of the things that um, blows my mind about writers that do the same letters for decades. Um, 
they're not graffiti writers. Yeah, graffiti writers, to yep. be explicit. I'm just trying to yeah, yeah. keep it in line yep. with people that know that, yeah. or that might be listening that might not know that yep. term, writers. Yep, 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 yep. No, that yep. Takes, makes total sense. Better broaden your audience. So, graffiti writers who write the same letters the same way every time they do it, and they do that for decades. And so you'll see it and you'll go, oh, there's a such and such a piece. And then you'll go, oh, there's that piece again. And there's that piece again. And they're all city or whatever. Um, but it's just exactly the same. It's neat. It's clean. It's in a hard-to-get spot. That's fantastic. And I'm going, but what's what's satisfying you in doing that? And it's not the painting of it. It's not the aesthetics. It's no. It's more about it's the, the getting up. It's the being there. So process. It's that, yeah. So this, this guy might have, for example a nine to five that's killing him and this is the one thing this is his little bit of soul food and so it's not important to him that it changes or that it gets uh, not I don't want to say better but that it change he's not reflecting on what he did and going oh if I make that letter bigger and change the weight of how they cluster together it'll do this in the space if that's not what he's doing he's getting out there and he's painting it and it's clean and it's up and everyone can see it next week, and that gets him through the weekend, and then he's drudgery again, you know. And that's fine. Ten years of that. Good luck to you. Thanks for coming. But that's not for me. <laughs> like I can't. So uh, dichotomy is coming up in my mind between the aesthetics and how you feel about the process. So when you create something, you have a feeling that goes along with creating it. And it sounds like to me you've got this picture of the guy who creates the same thing over and over again. Yeah. But the feeling because of the space or external conditions or how it's contrasted to the rest of his week is enough for him to keep going through that and to keep going in that direction. Yeah, the engine's completely different. Like that's yeah. A, yeah, that's totally satisfied whatever drove him to do that. Him, her, it, they. They're satisfied. So for, for me, the satisfaction is different. So It's the aesthetics or how it looks. I mean, I might, be, I might be completely stoked with the production of a thing and do it three or four times and be still happy with it. But then there'll be some new import or something will shift. I, find it, I also find it really hard, like when we were talking before about the ambience of a space and being in a place. So having the noise of a space where you're doing something... Um, shutting out all that stuff is really hard too so that that mode of production where you're taking a fixed thing and plonking it into a place wherever the place is it's always fixed and locked it's not responding to its environment it's a separate thing and it stays separate even in that environment where it lands and i can't quite do that okay i want to drill into this i think this is important so the question is how does an environment influence the aesthetics or the process or the experience of making an artwork? What a weird question. Can How you, does it not? Can you Everything quantify it? To, yeah, totally. So you've got... Where would you draw lines, pull levers, isolate principles? Okay, so you've got straight up the sound of a space we've been talking about. Different places you're in, different sounds, different... Um, the volume of what's going on, never mind the frequency or whatever, whether there's birds. Like, this is lovely because there's lots of little birds in and out. Oh. Oh, that was lemon. 
Mm, this is good cake. Mm. Tea and cake in the bird arbitrarium. Nothing's quite nothing, as arbitrary as it Nothing seems. is arbitrary. Well, maybe that's a paradox. Mm. Again. Maybe there's a ball of string there yeah. in our definition of arbitrarium. A ball of knots. So you're not getting off this question. No, no, no. I'm circling what back to it. The, the question that still stands is how does the environment affect your aesthetics? So it's about choosing... It's about reading this, a space. So, okay. Let's, let's get right into the middle of the knot and work our way out. Uh, space is different to place. So a space is just the mechanics. There's benches, bike seats, old cameras, a tree, windows, whatever. Place is where you start to account for the uses of a space. Who travels through it, why they travel through it. What kind of things accumulate in it. What kind of sounds, what kind of traffic. Um, so you're taking time and you're um, taking time into account and you're spending time in the space to get a sense of it in the round. So what, how light moves, how the air moves, all that sort of stuff. So a place has a, sorry, a space has a time. Place has, place has more to it. Space, place. space is the small one. Yeah, it's a weird. <laughs> Space has different flavors throughout the day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And place is just a pinpoint or a photograph of a space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So parking you here in the shady corner takes place into account rather than you just arbitrarily landing over there and getting roasted and having to move. Mm. Yeah, that's about place. And so you come into a space and you make a reading so that it becomes a place and then you can start to make decisions about what kind of thing you might do to it to um, to accentuate um, or amplify parts of it to, so you so a thing I like to do is to bring attention to a part of a space so you put um, so quite simply if you've got a big rectangle wall and you just paint the bottom left corner and so that's what that does then is put a weight on it that throws the rest of it out so someone looking at it's going immediately going to go why didn't they paint the whole thing what's, hap what's happening there and so they're already starting to slow down and be in the place but conversely, you could make that an intentional thing as to accentuate a blank wall by painting only part of it. Mm, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So intentionality yeah. is a part of the process. Totally. Yeah, yeah. You've got, you've got to be... Um, whatever you do has got to be apparently deliberate. Um. I feel like my uh, philosophical gun is coming out. I yeah. need to shoot you. Mm -hmm. 
What is intentionality? What is intentionality? Is that choices? So is that saying, is that saying, a reflected choice? I guess yeah, that that's the answer. Well, you're saying the Dodge what the was bullet. the word? What was the word you used? Intentionality. Uh, we'll have to play it back and find Replay out. Replay the tape. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the transcript. Um, being intentional. Deliberateness. Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. So intentionality, deliberateness. Yeah. Preemptive, premeditated, planned. Are these all trying to get at the same thing? These and reflecting. You've got to chuck a reflecting in there. Reflecting. So this is like after you've done it? Or in the moment as well. So reflecting on yourself in the moment or how it's going in the moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Responding to the environment. So that comes back to that whole sticker piece, um, which we didn't call it, so that won't make any sense to anyone else. Yeah, What's that, the sticker that, piece? The idea of a, 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 the, our old mate who's painting the same piece of graffiti over and over again it's already resolved in his sketchbook and in his mind. So He's turning up and just putting it there. Less of an intentionality to that kind of painting. There's a different intentionality. A different intentionality. So you know, and so rather than just leaning on graffiti writers the whole time too, there are other um, artists, gallery artists and stuff who do have practices like that. So someone like say Richard Long, who's practice is environment based um, where he does a lot of and has for nearly 40 years now um, things like walking a line in the landscape so he'll draw a line on the map quite arbitrarily and then he'll go and walk that line exactly through the landscape or there was another nice one he did which was a series of circles on the map and he said it's going to take me an hour to walk each circle even though, you know, the first circle might have been a kilometre loop. And by the time he got to the third one, it was 12 kilometres across who knows what terrain. Um, so he kind of sets out a thing. and does He does these other things too, um, uh, circles circles and squares. So he'll do like... Um, <laughs> yeah, no worries. Um, making a ring circle of handprints on the gallery wall with mud from a local river. Um, so it's a beautiful graphic thing, but it also ties to space and place. But anyway, so he's been doing that for 40 years. He, he'll have a gallery show and he'll get mud from a nearby river and make a circle on the wall of the gallery every time. Are you saying that's not a product then? You know how... Not that it's not a product, but that it's a... It's a type of practice that's not um, for me. I mean, it interests me that people can do that. I'm interested. I'm more interested in how he can keep doing that than I am in doing that myself. If that makes more sense. So I'm seeing two virtues come to mind. One is the amount the aesthetics change or how different each idea is and how it's expressed mm -hmm. and process. Okay. So you're, it sounds to me like you're saying it's better to be different every time. Is that what it boils down to? Or to have a changing way of appearing your ideas? 
No, it, well, it doesn't need to be different. And and yes, it does. <laughs> um, Every iteration that you do is different. I would, I would yeah. quite confidently say. Yeah, fair enough. You don't, yeah. you don't, you don't easily, even when you're making additions and you're quite more than 100% capable of making the same thing exactly or a version of the same thing or of working series and working editions um, but I think that you really you struggle to want to do anything twice just exactly the same way yeah well it doesn't have the same I guess exploring body or of work you know research body of work like you wouldn't build one taxi in a gallery out of cardboard and then build a better one in the next gallery and a much better one in the next gallery and then the perfect one and then keep doing the better perfect taxi in another 10 galleries. It would yeah. be very hard for you to do that. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> I'm not allowed to talk. Yeah. If you want, I guess. It yeah. might not come up very well, though, that's all. Okay. We should probably... There'll be yeah, a, ro- a get a get a th- third microphone. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm a talker, but just yell your point. <laughs> I think maybe we should have a we can have another episode with Hoon. True, that would be a lovely. I, I felt very invited when you beckoned me over, so I <laughs> came over happily. Well, I just get the vibe of this place like it's just we're chilling. It's a pretty chill place. That's good. Bird yeah. is a pretty chilled sort of guy. Why are you so chilled, Bird? Mm. Why do you talk like that? He grew up in the he grew up in the fray of a big family. Yeah, you've got to make your own space. How many how many kids? Uh five. So you're one of five? Yeah. Mummy and daddy as well? Yeah, so seven and all up I suppose, yep. So you need one more? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. No. <laughs> you must be a pretty successful artist then if you can support all these guys and have this Sweet, sweet bird den. Oh, yeah. Would you say? Some days, yes. Some days, no. Yeah. Nothing that's we've nothing question. we've talked about yet is definitive. So, well, that that's the question then. What what yeah. is a successful artist? Paying the rent. The next the, the next conversation will be locking in some definitions. <laughs> <laughs> Working <laughs> definitions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Getting to do stuff. Um, I don't know. We're in the process, actually, of redefining what is. And how to. And how to, so that... Yeah. So it's very easy to go from project to project and just cover your bases, you know, and just get by and do interesting things. Really? You think that's easy? I guess it depends who you ask, but some people would say just getting to the point where you can cover bases as an artist doing what you want is quite it's not financial for us it's like we're poverty line. yeah there's no nest egg mm. so um, what, that's what he means is getting by it's just on the bare minimum getting by yeah, yeah. well in my mind as a young a younger me would say that the idea of success is just doing what you want and getting by because you've escaped the job 
doing what you want on the side yeah. trick, which is very different to doing what you want all the time. Well, it becomes a new trick because then it becomes... The nest egg. Yeah. 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 So that is certainly that is one version of success. But then what happens is... Um, you've got to, it's those chickens paying for their, you know, paying with their eggs. You've got to, um, for one of another ugly definition, monetize some of your joy. And Is so that a pain in the ass? It, Do you ever find that coming in? To it, it can become quite throbbing. Yeah. So your process, artistic process, or your pitch to the commission or government job or whatever yeah. is influenced by how they want it yeah well it depends if it's a if it's a competitive tender so you're if it's a competitive tender then you're trying to convince them that you're the one who should get the gig and so you've got to pitch a thing it's like baiting a fish or something you've got to pitch them something they want that still falls within the realm of your happiness as it were. Okay, so so we don't lose our listeners, or maybe yeah. we bring it a bit back down to earth. How do we? Can you give a concrete example, or yeah. like what's a project where you had to make a pitch, and what was the medium? What was the subject material? What was the competition, and how did you know okay. about it? Okay, so. Can I call in there? Yeah, you have to speak up. I would I would make a very simple. Division. I would just say there's experimental practice, which is your studio practice, and then there's gallery practice, and then there's commercial practice. And if you, what do all those mean? They're different criteria for each one. Your studio practice is where you're free, is where you're researching, is where you are just doing the thing that you think needs doing as a proper, you know aesthetic scientist as a researcher as a studio practitioner as a practice-led researcher that's where you're it's where you play yeah and some artists aren't don't use a studio so but you know i'm just using that term experimental practice or studio where you're testing you're playing you're letting go a field and then i'd say a lot of your field work the gallery practice falls into that the gallery area. practice is then putting your works under the lens of that uh, industry or under those paradigms, under the lens of those paradigms, which are the art industry. And then your commercial practice could be uh, even further. So there could be, rather than just dealing with an art commission for, for an arts body, you might also do it for a community body, for council, for another industry, for anything else that's not strictly arty so I think there's really like yeah yeah so okay so so a concrete a concrete one was a couple of years ago I was invited to paint a lift shaft wall and so um, I knew um, another artist from out of town, another guy from Melbourne, and he was invited to come up with this idea. And so then he tapped me and said, "Can you come? We'll paint part of this lift shaft to show them that it'll be a good thing, and then they can approve that, and then we'll move on to actually painting it." 
sort of thing. So we got, I think we got paid for that bit, possibly, maybe not, because that was a pitch pitch point. So sometimes you're paid for that, sometimes you're not. Um, so, so the idea was that then, so that was going to be an art project. I would have called that because they'd invited us based on our existing practice. I've seen things you do. Come and do a thing for us. What would you like to do? Here, the limit is this space. But then it turned into a more commercial thing because um, uh, they did a call out and invited, so they needed four artists, so they did a call out even though they had two of us sort of already. And I don't know where the call out happened, but you know, so they invited other people, picked another two. We then had to produce a sketch to scale. So the lift shaft was 72 metres high by 2 metres wide. So it's basically like a pencil, if you can imagine doing a drawing on a pencil standing on its end. And we had to produce a scale drawing of what we were going to do. So my drawing was on A4 paper. It was 2 metres long. Bits of A4 paper stuck together, end to end. Um, so that the board could then look at it and go that's okay that's not okay and so then they started to have all these um, uh, what do you call them uh, the parameters started to shift so first it was it's just going to be this long skinny thing and then you get the technical stuff of that so it's a lift so it's going to move so what you paint is going to be animated so it needs to read as an animation here's the speed it will go at so the other guy um, Al Stark was this other artist he actually um, did his drawing and then got his skateboard and rode along beside it and filmed it to see how it would read in motion. You had to, so you had to go, okay, it's going to animate. You also then had to account for where the f uh, f each floor, so where it's going to stop. So each stop had to be composed. Well, to my mind, it might not have been explicitly, but I figure it's going to be framed every time you stop there. It should read um, soundly then um, they started talking to us about who the the stakeholders were and stuff so they're saying okay it's going to be 190 apartments um, top floor is going to be worth two or three million bucks bottom floor 30 grand or something yeah something so, so you do better artwork on the top floor than the bottom <laughs> yeah <laughs> well um, you know you need to you need to have something so that it and it'll be a broad range of communities that so needs to appeal to everyone. Um, but then the guys on the top floor own more of it because it was a, it was also a social engineering thing. So what they were doing was they were saying, um, you get a key card. Because I live on the top floor, I have to see all of it every day. Yeah. So yeah, but the guys on the bottom floor, whatever floor you're on, your swipe card will only get you to your floor. So you live on the fourth floor. You're only going to be able to go to the fourth floor if you want to see more. I'm getting the image of this giant octopus which keeps growing more and more legs. Yeah, yeah. And the, what was there? There's a pirate movie where there's a giant octopus that comes and eats everyone. It sounds like what this yeah. project is. It ca yeah, it comes <laughs> like that. Like, they come like that. And that's this is before we're actually painting. This is before we actually get to do any making. You know, that's the carrot somewhere down the line. I'm going to get to paint. You know, this is all so just talking. Is, a, is it a truckload of money to win this gig? Nah, it worked out about five hundred bucks a floor. So, um, in the in the scheme of things, that's reasonable, but it's not 
filthy lucre. Um, we thought, where does the competition come in? Like the other guys trying to do this. Um, oh. Were you invited for this one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So this one I was invited, so it was a kind of a short thing. So that wasn't a competitive in a w in the way. Um, but there's more people painting now, more people doing this mural stuff. So a lot of flipping way back. So when you said, what am I doing? I'm an artist. and But I work as a commercial artist also. So when Hannah, when Hoon was saying there's the three kind of fields of action, your studio research, play fields, your gallery practice, which is kind of like a peer review visibility thing, Shop hybrid. Sort of. Yeah, it's a gambling shop. You know, you make 20 works in the hopes that someone else will take them home. Plus, establish your style and. Yeah, prove, prove that you're still existent and yeah. steadily quality wise and whatever and be visible. And then there's commercial stuff, which is totally variable and totally beholden to the client because it's their space because I'm doing murals essentially. Um, it's their space. They ask for what they want and I try to make the best of what they want you know I try to do the nicest thing for, for, for them within the framework of their taste and um, yeah their taste let's say um, so you know some of it's awful and it's never going to be anything but awful but you don't sign those and you pay that pays the bill you know like um I'd, I'd, it's good technically I, I, I'm painting a lot of things that I wouldn't choose to paint so that means so it keeps your chops up your yeah. skills up yeah totally so it's totally a, a, a skill builder um, consolidator yeah yeah and, and my people skills too you know because you've got to talk you've got to be able to talk to people to, to, because they is that a skill that you isolate as a thing unto itself yeah yeah, yeah, because they how might... You, how do you go with it? I'm getting better. <laughs> Is that a bit invasive, that question? Uh, yeah, no, nah, I don't know. Comes Is there is there an etiquette around the mural community where if you're really good at speaking to people and you're really good at having interactions face-to-face, -face, you get more gigs? And someone might not be that good technically, maybe... And I see this on the music scene. <laughs> We're not going to name names or anything, but I see this on the music scene where someone would be not quite as good at the music, at the mechanics or the aesthetics, yeah. but they're friends with everyone, so they get the call before the guy who is quite technical. Yeah, totally. So do we see yeah, that yeah, in the art yeah, world as totally. well? Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's variations on it. So there's the guy who's friends with everybody who gets those gigs, and there's the guy who's... Um, a really um, warm, lively um, personality. And so he gets another bunch of gigs off that. And neither of those guys are getting gigs on technical, on their production work. They're not. It's not coming at the other end. It's coming at the front end. So, yeah, it's coming off the interaction. So one's a networker, gets gigs. Another guy is um, charismatic and nice to talk to, gets the gigs. The sulky, artistic dude who's putting in all the hard yards in the studio and producing fantastic stuff 
isn't getting any gigs because he's not talking to anyone. So it's to, that's the world over. That's any pick your pick your. And, and where do you sit? Oh, it's a good question. It varies. Yeah, drift. I drift around. <laughs> <laughs> I get chummy with those guys and help them with this their is gigs. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is the self knowledge shotgun. Yeah, totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. So really got a few different shotguns in the mm, in the fridge. Yeah, that's a try not to be too violent with them. There's nobody in your passenger seat. It's all guns. <laughs> Shots fired back. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just you need to you need to be able to do things. You need to be able to draw, so I draw. You need to be able to talk, so I talk. You know, I don't go to the hairdresser because I don't want to have to talk to a hairdresser for an hour. Your hair looks great how it is, mate. But I'm um, just lucky. <laughs> um, but, you know, but I need to be able to talk to someone enough if they've asked me to paint something so that both they and I understand what it is they want because they might not even really know what they want. They know they've got this space yeah, and they want it painted. And so then you've got to grill them and steer them towards... So there's a bit of back and forth between your proposal and their... Understanding oh, of what they want. Potentially even before you get to the proposal stage. Just having a really good conversation r- early on to get a sense of them. Mm. You know? Like, yeah, it saves you a lot of grief later on. Like, so however much paddling you've done to produce a design or even in the worst case scenario to make a painting to have them go, oh, that's not what I was expecting. I'd rather not pay you. <laughs> like, Has that ever happened? So you've done the work and yeah. they've back in the day on the pay yeah, because yeah. they didn't like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Way back. That's a motivator for talking more. Wow. Contract law. Yeah. Well, there's that too. Yeah, yeah. But the your, do your jobs. Yeah. Do your jobs have written contracts or are they always verbal contracts? Varies. There's no Depends one on the size. style. Who you're dealing with. Yeah. If I'm dealing with institutions, yeah, I've I've de- I've had lat lift shaft was a 45-page document. Whoa. You know, including stuff like I had to guarantee... Another arm on the octopus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was... Coming yeah. to strangle you. Much more like something that has more arms than an octopus. <laughs> um, you know, I had to guarantee that I wouldn't produce the same work or a really similar work within the next 12 months. Um, I had to guarantee that the work would um, exist so in that contract, you would months. have found your definition between difference and sameness. Yeah. Maybe we should look there for our philosophical yeah. question of how much variation there is between artworks. True. I figured that would be something I could argue <laughs> within my practice and wasn't too worried about so that. You'd, I, I you'd noted argue that. it after the fact. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you needed to do a... Yeah. It's in a different space. It's an work. entirely different work. Just because it's the same Vulture and Falcon doesn't mean <laughs> <laughs> it's the same work. Yeah, it was good, but it was hard, that one. But yeah, kind of stuff that happens. There's many philosophical questions about that art, uh, as we understand it or don't understand it, brings up. You know, that I think that's part of its job. It's, you know, for example, is when does an artwork stop being an artwork um you know does it have to be made by the artist 
cannot be made by a fabricator or can it be made by studio assistants and then how much can it be made by studio assistants um, you know when does it cease to be art when does it shift into simply product there's lots of I think I've sort of you know written and thought about these things after Andy Warhol in the 50s and 60s was doing his kind of commercial he was on at the National Gallery recently wasn't he Oh yeah, in their American the something giants, soup, can of soup, whatever. Yeah. American giants, yeah. Can, yeah. 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 So does your your artwork ever have a production line process to it, and you do massive think copies of the same thing, like Coon is talking about? Something sort of like that. With your, you didn't really sell those, but you had like twenty or forty of those, just that one sort of character. Animals, that one oh, they did. Frame? They did. Most of them have gone now. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I'm not having to store them. So yeah, I try to. Uh, so early it seems on. Seems in contradiction to what you're saying before about mm. everything being different. No, well, that's an addition. That's an addition. So I would. I used to addition stickers. So I used to. Whenever I made a sticker, I would make 25 copies of it. Sorry, edition, not addition. Yeah, ed right? edition. Edition. edition yeah. 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 Edition yeah. So I'd do my studio research, I'd have my play, I'd solve a little composition, I'd then make that as a sticker, I'd make 25 of that composition in those colours, and then probably never repeat that again. Um, and you'd put them up yeah, and then I'd just in public I'd spaces? Donate them to the community, yeah. <laughs> so donate them to the community? Yeah. Is that littering? Uh, no, it falls somewhere ambiguous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It depends where you are. There are vandalism. parts. There are parts. Is it vandalism? Uh, but, again, uh, again, it's ambiguous because of the scale and because of the permanence of it. Well, vandalism is breaking something. So if you're adding to a space that is addition with your edition, yeah, then is that breaking something? But is putting more paint on something like? But lots of people argue that putting more paint on a wall is better for the wall. Okay, but you know, what, what do you think? <laughs> I don't mind. You don't I, mind? Yeah. I, do, I, I, I engage in that kind of thinking, talking, because it's interesting, not because I care. So are you a vandal? Uh, Is that an element of what you do? Is that an element of your art? However big or small? Would you ever say that on radio? Or would, ever do, you know, would you ever say that? You couldn't. Couldn't yeah, I? Train. Some people might. I yeah. can. Uh, what can I do? Do the voice hiding? <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. What do they do with the like yeah. lower pitch? Yeah. Thing? yeah, yeah. Just for that answer. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. So the problem with that question is because if if you say no on radio, then it's like, well, obviously he does because he yeah. said no, but he's just saying it because yeah. he's on radio. Yeah, so, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, listeners. <laughs> We have to bum. We have to bum that question. Yeah. There's no way we can answer that on radio. There is radio. no right answer there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think. You're and you'll, you'll, we'll have to come back to it after Hoon's done her definitions. Podcast. Definitions. That's right. <laughs> Vandalism's gone on the list. What is that anyway? <laughs> destruction. Nothing I do is destructing. It's always adding. It's always adding. It's so, creative. So, you know, if you and think recycling. Actually, yeah. I'd like to cycle back to that recycling thing, which is, yeah. do you get all fluffy and gooey inside about your feelings of the environment? So these 
artworks that you're creating out of recycled materials, is this because you'd call yourself an environmentalist? Or is there a bigger mm. philosophical motive behind it? Or is it just necessity? Shabby-chic. In the same way. What's that? Shabby-chic aesthetic. What's shabby chic? Wabi-sabi aesthetic. Wabi-sabi. Yeah. Wabi yeah, it's, it's letting wabi it's letting things have their own story. Japanese aesthetic philosophy. Okay, let me move the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> no, you come back. You've walked into it now. Hoon, you're part of this because you've you've butted in so much that I can't edit any of it. I'm sorry. So you're not off the hook. The question is, what is wasabi and hoobie doobie? Hoobie doobie. I know I've got it wrong, but let's get the terms right. Wasabi is the is the green horseradish um, um, thing that you put Condiment. on that you add to your sushi. It's a Japanese thing, also. Wabi sabi <laughs> is um is a Japanese aesthetic philosophy. Was, wasabi is that the thing that uh? It's green and it gives you a head rush. So that, wait, there's a hot sauce. That's the wasabi. That's the wasabi, and then there's a what? Wabi sabi. Wabi sabi. So wabi sabi is the Japanese philosophical. Aesthetic philosophy. Aesthetic yeah. philosophy. That is that the idea is that things that are worn, so like rocks that have had the rain erode them, that moss has grown on, or old brick walls that have, um, you know, been beaten by the weather that over generations people have tried to fix and mend, that those things you are let not... let things build their own story. And that they are beautiful that they have, that they gain rather than lose because they lack newness. They gain beauty. Is this similar to the pots that they break and then reassemble with the yes. gold in between them? Yes. Does that play into the sort same of. philosophy? Yeah. 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 And the way you, exactly yeah, the way you, that, that mending of jeans where you make an emphasis on the patch. Of kimonos that yeah. go through generations that have you know, beautiful, different... So it's cherishing the object. Mm. And so the shabbiness of it speaks to its heritage. So while it might come from a position of austerity, so poverty or not having enough resources, it actually has also got space enough in the Japanese aesthetic consciousness to be beautiful, you know? So like peasant... Um, you know, um, peasant or farmhouse beauty, you know, there's that, that whole trope as well, that, you know, there's a whole lot of different ways of seeing things to be beautiful or not. Ling could yeah. be really beautiful. So to that end, I'm, I'm more interested in that kind of make-do-mend stuff than I am pure environmentalism because it falls under the same thing. It's just basically um, making the best of what's at hand even if it's a piece of um, chipboard laminex, you could make that, you know, yeah. you could give that a new bit of love and re-contribute it to the cycle of um, production and destruction. Yeah, you're kind of stalling stuff. Um, From just going to the tip. Yeah, on, the, on this line of its life. And so then he talks about value, therefore then that comes the... Another philosophical question that Art throws up is what's valuable? Is it valuable if it's an old soup tin that's been squashed on the road that he's then put a fine, tiny little figure on? Does that, why do you put, how can that be cost $500 on the gallery wall? You know? 
Shouldn't it be on a piece of canvas, you know, stretched on a wooden frame that I can hang more easily? Mm. Yeah. So. so I think yeah, different artists address different parts of a set, of the, probably an unending set of philosophical questions. I think that's part of the whole shtick yeah. of, um, of thinking and trying to bend your head around what is it to make objects? Some artists don't make objects, you know. What is it to make? What is it to be innovative to create uh, yourself? Yeah. So in the same way that I I, um, I address and I'm attentive to graffiti writing, but I'm not really a graffiti writer. You know, I'm attentive to environmental concerns and things like that, but I'm not an environmentalist such because everything's everything so the the grand philosophical question bubbles up what are you yeah <laughs> just an artist i get to ask questions and answer them and you could argue that he's political but you could also argue that he's totally not political yeah they were having an argument here before in the workshop that all art is political and well some of them and some We've of them heard were saying people no. say that before yeah yeah but I think those binaries, I think the key to any definition actually, especially where we talk about art, um, where, you know, where it's a cultural thing, is that there are no binaries. Binaries will always fall short. A binary is, you know, a black and a white idea. Art is always political. Art is not always political. You know, that I think we're always going to fall short. It's always a triangulation or a dialectic. It's always a, you know... Yeah. That more legs on the octopus. Thing, more legs on the octopus. And the octopus is the nexus between and he's pulled between this leg and that leg and that leg and that leg and they can live in discord. They coexist. They are symbiotic. Or not. Really, my privilege. And will you will you cut it properly? Um, I'm not cutting any of this. Man. <laughs> it's too hard to cut because your voice is like in the mix. And plus, you're saying great philosophical stuff. You're the conscience. The collapse of binaries, <laughs> multi-perspectival, multi-dimensional. A perspectival, paradigm comparison, full spectrum thinking, planning, experiencing, artistic asceticism with parameters blasted to the edges and definitions blurred. I can go on all day like this, yeah, by the way. Lovely, I'm just making it up. You set me off. Good. It's so good that someone else is multidimensional, not just me. So, folks, if you're listening to this or if you've heard my solo episodes... It's not just me that's fully full spectrum thinking. It's oh. not come out of nowhere. So thank oh. you, Hoon. I'll link to your... Uh, have you got an Instagram? Hoon? Yeah, Dr. Hoon. Okay, so I'll link to Hoon. I think I'll have to look that up. And I'll link to Bird Meltdown. I can look yours up yeah. as well. Be bird-eyed. Licked, licked. Check out these guys on Instagram. Are they are they your main pages, the Instagrams, or have you got a website or? I've got a website in limbo.com at some stage. It will be there. Yeah. Have you got a website, Bird? Nah, I couldn't be bothered. I should. 
That's that, you know, that chatty guy you were talking about before. You know, the visible connected guy. That's He's not got me. the website. He's got the website. <laughs> <laughs> He's also uh, got the nest egg. Sometimes he throws me crumbs. Yeah. Oh, it's a touchy subject. Uh, Let's not start beef on the radio, mate. Nah, nah. Keep your beef for the street where you can have a fist fight. That's right. Keep it real. <laughs> Keep it real. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Except for me. <laughs> <laughs> Except for your friend. What's he calling Hello. Mm. Don't be scared. I know no, I'm no, scary no, at first. Hola, niños. ¿Cómo estás? Estoy bien. ¿Cómo estás? <laughs> what's uh what's um amig amigo amiga 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 como estas amiga no comprende good, estoy confundido a good, um, a good a good on the better side of good idea or definition for art um, that my former supervisor said one time was that art is a set of conditions and i'm sure that he could so is a paradigm mm. paradigm is a set of conditions mm. or at least that's one way of coming at it yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think yeah the good way of opening up you know the, the binary of what is Bird, thank you so much for doing right. this. It's been fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah. It's wonderful ambience here. The outro music is so, like, fun, though. It's so up and dance and jump. Unlike a chill out, sit back like we are right now. I'm probably yeah. going to play it anyway. Hoon, thank I'm you as well. Do you want to speak into the mic? Thank you. Most of what you said won't be heard because of where you were sitting. <laughs> That's all right. That's just a teaser. You can you can get the full blast another time. Can we? Can we do it? Can we do it? All right. Maybe next week sometime. Well, I only have two microphones. I might have no to put it, tables, put it in the middle and turn it up, blast it up. Because <laughs> he's just talking to himself. <laughs> Do you have to prepare? Talk to yourself for now. Yeah, I just think some of it is welcome. <laughs>